and welcome to the Brology Podcast. This is the best fucking podcast you'll ever listen to. It's not really. so fucking good. No, honestly, no, no, no. honestly. We're, we're, this is the worst fucking podcast you'll listen to. Go ahead and drop us a five star and cut the shit off. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're absolute fucking trash. Although, although, if more of you jackasses would actually get onto our Patreon and start throwing a little bit of money our way, we could maybe hire a producer. Yeah, but make sure before you do that, drop us a five star on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're not a complete fucking douchebag, yeah. But also, we still love you if you're listening this far. You're fucking great. Yeah, still give us a like and everything else. Also, I just want to say, if there's anybody out there that owns a fucking theremin, mail it to me. Mail it to me. Email us at the Brology Podcast. And let me know that you have one that you want to mail because we're constantly doing like weird sci-fi shit on here. And I will gladly spend a weekend and learn how to play the theremin well enough to be able to do that weird like sci-fi like woo on it. And then we could have like, you know, that going on every time we're going to drop some like X-Files shit. Well, anyways, I'm Austin, a.k.a. G.I. Joe, and I'm here with Ryan, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican pussy sucker. Well, that's not too far off what we'll be talking about today. At all. I mean, it sucks some shit. In Puerto Rico. Not just Puerto Rico. Well, and Texas, but I mean... Mexico. Yeah. All the way down to, like, Honduras. But, but there was a few cases, what, like up in Maine or some shit? I don't know, Hell, man. honestly, <laughs> the, the El Chupacabre is fucking everywhere. Like, a lot of places, like, you had cases in what fucking... What in South Africa was it? It was some fucking random ass spot. Like nowhere near where the elk. Australia. It might have been. Yeah, Australia. Yeah. So, we're talking about the goat sucker. The fucking El Chupacabra. Which, you know, when I, I've literally heard about this thing, I, I feel like I thought in my head, as far back as I could remember, I'd been hearing about this fucking thing my entire fucking life. But turns out it's really new like this is a very new cryptoid like this thing didn't exist until the fucking 90s and i didn't even realize that i thought this was way older than that which this is one of the more believable cryptoids we'll ever talk about like because they found bodies well, it depends on what you're talking about. Well, if you're talking yeah. about the Puerto Rican or the fucking Texan, because the Texan well, yeah. one, totally believable. Yeah, the Puerto Rican one, we'll get to that. Yeah, well, but yeah, yeah. anyways, you been all right this week? I've been okay this week. I, I have been out shaking things up, making some moves, got some yard work done. Clearly cleaning out my gutters was a waste of goddamn time because it's pouring rain outside and you can't even tell that the gutters are clear. So, yay, fuck me. Yeah, if you hear some thunder in the background, that's me clapping Ryan's ass cheeks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, Austin, let's go ahead and dive into this goat sucker. The goat sucker. So, for anyone else out there in, like, podcast land, yada, yada, that's not familiar with the El Chupacabre. Where the uh, fuck have you been? Yeah, really, where have you been? This thing is a cultural phenomenon. But anyway, so the earliest known reports are come out of Puerto Rico in about 1995. And they, it all, the, the whole thing starts with this elderly Puerto Rican grandma 
who kept dogs in small kennels. Out of course, as a fucking grandma though, like it's yeah, not yeah of be... course, as a grandma, kept dogs in her front yard. Had little kennels set up for him. Everything else comes out one morning. Dogs are dead. Not only are the dogs dead, but by her account, they're drained completely of all of their blood. So she hears something weird kind of rustling around. And then, remember, this is the first thing in the morning. And she kind of turns and looks down her side yard. And she describes a creature that, if it was standing on its hind legs, probably would have been over six feet tall. It was probably two and a half, three feet to the shoulder. Completely hairless. Had grayish, greenish skin. Covered in what she described as either scales or like small spikes running down its back. Its ribs were exposed. Spine was exposed. Had a very pronounced jaw structure. And had gigantic blood-sucking vampiric fangs. Basically, her description of it was something along the lines of what you think of if you think about, like, a traditional, like, Lord of the Rings-style, like, goblin or something like that is basically what she describes seeing. And after kind of locking eyes with this thing, it just disappeared into the neighborhood, running off towards, like, the, the nearby woods. Never to be seen again. Bye. And see, to start out with the chupacabra, they actually didn't think it was some mystic animal at first. They thought it was a fucking satanic cult. <laughs> fucking draining blood and shit from animals. Yeah, they just thought this lady was a little wacky maybe and that it was maybe it was some, some local animals that had done it, right? Like, So the, the weird thing about Puerto Rico is... There are a lot of animals that live there that are not native. They're all transplant, right? So they're like you have Kampuja monkeys that live there, not native. They got brought there during like African trading of spices and exotic animals and yada yada back in like the 1700s. And there's a lot of like reptile life, like iguanas and like all kinds of shit that live on the island now that aren't native well i guess there's two things or there's two things we need to point out that there are two different versions of the el chupacabra yeah you have the puerto rican and the texan technically texan you can you can say north american version but this version really kind of gets its popularity out of texas yeah and the other thing is, it was in several countries. It wasn't just in America. It was in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, the Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, Niagara, or Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the United States. So it's not just a cryptoid that is on one specific country. Yeah. And then other islands in and around the Caribbean have made claims to have seen this thing as well ever since it first popped up in Puerto Rico and yada, 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 yada. But honestly, we're not going to spend a lot of time on Puerto Rico because even though it was created there, the name was given to it there, and those were the first accounts, there's not a lot going on in Puerto Rico when it comes to the El Chupacabra. And the shit in Puerto Rico sounds a whole lot sketchier than it does, like, in other countries. Yeah, it's it's absolutely whack. So like, They make it sound like a fucking alien. 
Well, I mean, it basically is, and I'll just go ahead and nip this in the bud so we can just move the fuck on from Puerto Rico because all of that shit is stupid. And we'll just say that there was an uh, investigator in the early 2000s that kind of noticed that the description that was originally given to the El Chupacabra by this, like, Puerto Rican grandmother looked suspiciously like the main or the main villain in the movie Species. And so he actually like went to go interview her and brought a copy of this movie which by the way had only come out like a couple of weeks prior to her making this claim. So it hit theaters just a couple of weeks before she made the claim of seeing the El Chupacabra and brought a picture of the alien from species to this woman and showed it to her completely out of context and asked if that was what she saw as the El Chupacabra. And this grandmother was like, yeah, that's a hundred percent. it. That's exactly what I saw. Asked her if she was familiar with that film and if she had seen it. And she even was like, Oh yeah, I think I do remember going and seeing that movie, you know, a little bit you know, back then, because that movie was so scary or something like that. So, like, literally, the Puerto Rican El Chupacabra is literally just a crazy old lady, somebody's grandma who's probably getting a little senile, went to go see a scary movie. It scared the shit out of her. She got up first thing in the morning, hadn't had her coffee yet, probably hungover because it's Puerto Rico. And... <laughs> And just thought that she saw some crazy bullshit in the fucking bushes. God knows what it is, but fuck the the, the Puerto Rican chupacabra. It's not real. It's all fucking horseshit. It's a senile, crazy old lady. Let's move on to the real chupacabra. Now, before we get to that, what is the scariest fucking movie you've ever seen? The scariest movie I've ever seen? That, like, is actually scary, not like jump scare shit like that. Uh, so my go-to is still Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, right? Because if you're home alone at night and it's like kind of stormy out and you sit and maybe smoke a little bit of grass, maybe have a couple of beers and you sit and watch that fucking movie, it puts you in such a weird mood it's not that the movie itself is scary. It's just that that film was so artistfully done and so well crafted that you end up in like this mood where you're just on edge. Like literally, you know, the ice can settle funky in your cup and you'll be like, oh God, uh, you know, what was that? Like that movie's genuinely terrifying. But there is um, a movie that just came out a couple of years ago called The the Wicked in the Darkness, I want to say, is what it's called. It's like an A24 um, film about, like, this woman taking care of her sick father in, like, the middle of nowhere, like, Montana or whatever, and then, like, crazy shit. That movie was genuinely scary. That movie was genuinely scary, and then there's another movie out there called The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which does not get nearly as much love as it should as a horror movie. That movie's genuinely scary. Like, the autopsy of Jane Doe is genuinely fucking terrifying. When I tell you my favorite scary movie, you're probably going to laugh. Signs. Oh, dude, that scene where they're all sitting around, like, Joaquin Phoenix and the kids are sitting there watching TV, and then that motherfucker, like, walks 
behind the wall in the 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 footage in Mexico, everybody got scared yeah, right bro, then. Like everybody did. The way I look at it, that's the most realistic shit that could fucking happen. That would like scare the fuck out of everybody. Fucking aliens. Yeah. No, Science was a great movie. That was very underestimated. Shyamalan's last great movie. That's a very underestimated movie. I don't. I wouldn't say it's underestimated. People give it the love it deserves. People love on Signs, man. Like out of the Shyamalan shit, like Signs, Sixth Sense, and fucking uh, Unbreakable. One hundred percent get all the love. Yeah, like they those those three get all the fucking love. Those are great fucking films. I like the happening. People shit all over the happening. I like the happening. I like the happening. Um, I haven't seen his new one, old. Everybody, all the critics and everything I've seen have given it like the worst possible reviews. It seemed like a badass. But they pre- the uh, same way premise. about the happening. Yeah, yeah. People shit all over the happening. I don't see what's wrong with the happening. Right. I, I think it's a cool concept. I think it was well executed. It was different. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about... There's two different appearances, I guess you'll say, as far as the Chupacabra. The most common is that it's like a reptile-like creature said to have leathery or scaly greenish gray skin. Short spines, as Ryan said earlier, is approximately three to four feet long or high and stands and hops in a similar fashion as a kangaroo. And the other one is kind of like a strange breed of dog. Or wolf. And it's mostly hairless. Same thing with the spine. Eyes are kind of pronounced in the sockets. Has fangs, claws. Kind of looks like a dog with fucking mange, pretty much. Yeah, like a demon dog with mange. Yeah. And so... All right, so we you know we say the first time anybody has ever heard of this shit is 1995 in Puerto Rico, blah blah blah. Right, so the following year, there is a case in uh, West Texas, uh, and I'm I can't think of the woman's name or her farm, but really that's not important. It doesn't matter. Anytime you watch a documentary or read anything on the Chupacabra, this instance is going to come up, so you'll very easily be able to find the fucking name of everything. That's not important, but so, like, the following year, all of a sudden this woman starts having all these weird instances of livestock on her property dying in mysterious ways. Mainly, Uh, the first one was sheep. It it, was eight sheep. And then it moved on to some pigs and some goats on the property and then chickens, whole chicken coops getting completely eviscerated. And in each case, this farmer basically claimed that there was just no blood evidence. It was like something just dragged the animal to the ground, sucked it dry, and moved on, right? And so, you know, they brought animal control out and, and, and you know, police from the the local state officials and everything else to basically manage your property to find out if there was like a pack of wolves that was undocumented in the area that obviously would need to be relocated because of all the farmland and everything else. And so she didn't initially think that there was anything out of the ordinary. She literally just thought it was maybe like a small pack of wolves that had migrated too far south and were now threatening all the farmland in the area. But when they came out, they started seeing, like, 
scratch marks and stuff on electric fences that were way too high to be from anything local like coyotes or wolves or anything like that. It was too big. Um, so, you know, they started setting up game trail or, or uh, game trail cameras and stuff like that. Weren't catching anything, but these deaths were still happening. All these animals were still getting killed by something on the farms in West Texas. But nobody, no matter what kind of cameras they set up, no matter what they did, nobody was able to capture any specific animal that could have possibly have been responsible for doing all this. And that's when national news kind of caught hold of this. And started looking into it as more of a supernatural entity because nobody could catch it, nobody could catch footage of it, nobody could find tracks, scat, nothing. All they could find was where chicken coops were ripped open by large claws or where animals were apparently, like, you know, desanguinated. And obviously... Because of the circumstances, there weren't, like, crop circles in the area. There weren't, like, weird bird marks in fields. There weren't weird reports of lights in the sky. So nobody thought, you know, cattle mutilation or aliens, like, normally happens in the southwest when weird shit like this happens. So everybody kind of just clung to the idea, like, okay, maybe this is an animal we've never heard of. And because the El Chupacabra was getting spoken of coming out of Puerto Rico and it had hit the news at this point, everyone was like, that's what it is. Yeah. This is what's going on on our farms. Now, we'll get into this a lot more later, but a lot of people believe that it's mistaken for other animals like coyotes, dogs. They even have a what's known as a hairless dog down in Mexico. And they they believe it's mistaken for that. But I have to go ahead and say this. The El Chupacabra is probably one of the ones that I believe is probably a real thing. Because, I mean, it, it's kind of like how you have dogs and wolves. Like, it's, they're pretty much the same thing, but they're different species. Yeah, they've, they've you know, because of selective breeding and domestication and everything else a dog is nothing like a wolf anymore but biologically they can still breed yeah and they yeah. can still pass on traits and everything else so like right now one of the prevailing theories as to what the el chupacabra really is is that it's not necessarily something supernatural but it's more of just different feral dogs maybe Again, you know, wolf packs that have gotten moved farther south because of human expansion or decline in climate and everything else. And so you have different species that are all close enough to be able to breed but have very vastly different traits all kind of intermingling. And it's creating this new species of canid that's just kind of roaming the southwest and through... Central and South America now, basically that's hyper-aggressive towards livestock, but it's never attacked a human. Yeah, and that that's one crazy thing. Which like, the domestication could play into that, right? Yeah, because see what a lot of people don't understand. At one point, dogs were not domesticated. 
still to this day in several countries like Afghanistan for one you have packs of wild dogs I mean it's not common in the US well LA well LA is just a fucking shithole Miami we'll, we'll, we'll leave that out but in most places especially in America Detroit <laughs> Most places <laughs> in America, you don't find, like, packs of wild dogs. I mean, you you really don't accept. And, you know, we'll end up having to do a podcast on Flint, Michigan one day. But I'll say this much. So I lived in Detroit for three years. And in the amount of time that I lived there, there was a really massive, very cheap dump on the other side of Flint. And when we would get done on job sites and we would have all this debris and crap like that that we would want to get rid of, that's the dump we would go to. And so we would have to drive through Flint. And at that point in time, nobody lived there. It was a ghost town. I mean, the city was literally selling houses and the land they were sitting on for a dollar. You could go to city auctions and buy a house and the land that it was sitting on for a dollar. I mean, whenever the water shit... This is before that. This is well before that. Oh. And um, it was just, city was fucking dead, man. Like, you could drive from one end of Flint to the other, never see another human being, never see another fucking car. But you, you know what you would see? Packs of just feral dogs roaming around. And none of them, you couldn't identify the breed. Like, they had all just been intermingling and, and, and crossbreeding and everything. Else. Yeah. And so, but they looked. Some of them looked fucking crazy. They had these very weird traits from these different species or species breeds all kind of mixed in and it, it they looked wild. And no. so if you think about it in those same terms and you think about like the southwest of the United States where there's not a huge population and you have cities that kind of pop up and die off and pop up and die off depending on what's going on same thing with like mexico and central america there's a lot of that going on so to think that there's not this very weird breed of canid that's kind of come about because of weird interbreeding and everything else in these very rural areas not outside the realm of possibility, man. No, we just got back from a break. We had to go check on John's mom. She was getting thirsty. Somebody forgot to put her fucking water dish out this morning. Bro, I left it on the counter. I can't help it. You know she's not strong enough to get up on the counter. She can barely pick her tits up off the floor. Speaking of what we were talking about off the podcast, like... I feel like if she got shot from how big her ass is, if she got shot in the ass, like, directly on it, like, it wouldn't even get close enough to her bones to, like, really fuck some shit up. Well, you've heard that, like, urban myth, right? Like, they even did it on the Mythbusters where it was, like, some dude claimed that he was just so fucking muscular that when he got shot in the chest, his pecs stopped the bullet. No, but that'd be fucking awesome. Well, they tested it on Mythbusters. And oh, they no, they'd get fucked up. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it went clean through the muscle. Like, no matter how dense it was, the bullet still went through. So, you can't, just so you know out there, no matter how much you hit the gym, you cannot become so buff that you become, you know, Luke Cage. But you can get so fat that it will not hit your internal organs. That is true. 
You can become so morbidly obese. I'm going like you'll still that. bleed to death, but as much as I eat, bro, I'm gonna weigh like seven thousand pounds in the future. I'm gonna be the fattest man alive. No, nah, I couldn't do that to myself, dude. Like if I couldn't touch my own dick every day, it w- I would fucking just. Yeah, how many Little bridge. Caesars pizzas you would have to eat to get to be the fattest person in the world? Bro, speaking of Little Caesars pizza, I ate that shit for lunch today. <laughs> I love Little Caesars, man. Bro, like, you can't beat it, man. Five fifty five for a fucking pizza? Yeah, it's great. And it's it it's not bad pizza. It's good pizza. Yeah. yeah I it's, mean. It's fine. It, it gets the job done. Look, tomorrow, because uh, tomorrow's my cheat day. On uh, on my workout plan. No, the, his cheat day is whenever he fucks himself in the ass with a double side dildo and then sticks it back in his mouth. That's a different cheat day. <laughs> but uh, now, since tomorrow's my cheat day, I'm gonna go hit up uh, that Pie Square down in Drayton Mills. It's they got that good Chicago style or not Chicago Detroit style pizza. I'm gonna go get me a good deep dish, man. You know, I never liked thin crust pizza until I tried Bertello's. Yeah. And fucking Bowling Springs. I hate thin crust, man. I do too, because I thought all thin crust was like crunchy. Mm-hmm. Bertello's, it's like you can fold it and like it's fucking good pizza. Bro. Well, here's my thing. So there's a big difference between thin crust and pizza New and York style. Crust. Well, no, and like New York style, right? Because technically, New York style is. Like the the actual dough that makes up the pizza is pulled super thin. It's yeah, incredibly it's, it's thin. It's kind of like thin crust. Yeah. It, the only difference is is that it's not crunchy, crunchy. like a cracker. See, I, I can't fuck like my wife. She loves pizza and it's cheap as fuck, you know. But I can't eat. It's like eating fucking nachos covered with pizza sauce, cheese, and fucking pepperonis. Dude, go to Pie Squared. I I think I ate a. I think I ate like one piece at Pie Squared one time. It's, uh, dude, Chicago's, or not Chicago, I keep saying Chicago. Detroit-style pizza is is good, man. Like, you know, the Little Caesars deep dish, that's Detroit-style. That's what that is. So, like, a deep dish pizza like that, that's a Detroit-style. And that Pied Square, that's the best uh, deep dish that I've had, at least in the upstate. Shout-out to Pied Square. Shout-out to Pied Square. Plus, you have the Holiday Brewing Company right there, so you can stop and get a decent beer while you're waiting on your pizza to get done. Have you ate at uh, Morella's yet? Yes. How do you like their pizza? It's pretty good. It's not bad, man. My cousin's husband owns that place. Him and his brother. Hell yeah. Yeah, that place is pretty good, man. I'll, but, having said that, honestly, to this day, the best pizza I've ever had. Period. Didn't matter. Even when I was in fucking New York. Best pizza I've ever had is a place called Luigi's in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Bro, Luigi, they had a Luigi's in Clarksville. It, it's got like, it's not just pizza. They got like fucking sandwiches, mm-hmm. fucking wings, fucking everything. Yeah. Cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Bro, I swear to God, I completely 1000% agree with you. Me and my wife have talked about going to fucking Fort Campbell just to go to fucking Luigi's. Swear to God. Yeah, it's best fucking pizza, man. Yeah, it's by so far, fucking bro. good. Like and their large is like a thirty-four inch pizza. Yeah. Like the motherfucker is huge. It's called like a Texas style or some shit. It's massive. Yeah, like the pizza box is the size of this fucking table. Yeah, it's huge and it's so good. Shout out to Luigi's. Y'all make the best fucking pizza ever. You make the bro. best goddamn pizza, man. Luigi's in North Carolina. You you got it. Luigi's in Clarksville, Tennessee. 
near Fort Campbell. Great fucking pizza. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it's not even owned by the same family, right? Because so the the only other Luigi's I'd bumped into was the first one I bumped into was in uh, Moorhead City in North Carolina, right? And like the dude that owned it ran a pizza shop up in North or up in New York for like decades, and then retired and moved to the beach in in the Outer Banks, right? And then he got bored. He just got tired of sitting around the house all the time. So he said, fuck it, and he went and opened up a new fucking restaurant. And so, like, him and his kids owned it. And then I know one of his kids branched off and went and made a, a, a separate location. So it might be the one you're talking about in, in Tennessee. Is this the kind of design they have? I don't know if it'll fucking load. Yes, it is. Greatest fucking pizza, pizza ever. ever. It's so fucking good. Yeah, so that's where his son went to go open up the other location. Bro, it's so... God. Bro, we, we're going to Clarksville. Or hell, ten, you said there's one in North Carolina? But all the way in the Outer Banks, man. That's like eight hours from here. Well, Clarksville's only six. Let's go. <laughs> hell yeah. I'd gladly do it, man. Dude, their Philly cheesesteaks were... Fucking good. Fucking good, man. Yeah, no. Shout out to Luigi's. We've gotten so fucking off top. We're fed asses, bro. I mean, ta- between Taco Bell and this, right? Like, yeah. oh, God damn it. Now I want Taco Bell. Too bad this, it's two in the morning. This podcast is brought to you by Luigi's Pizza. Y'all are fucking amazing. Yeah, it's so fucking good. But um, anyways, so back to something that also sucks meat. Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking chupacabra. So, as we were saying, so you we this thing's been spotted all across North America, throughout Central America. There's even been some instances where it's kind of popped up down in South America. And I'm I'm really in the vein that it is a like a weird mutt canid species. Yeah, because right? like every livestock or what whatever is killed. It's had fang marks. So it makes you think of a dog, obviously, but like super huge canine incisors, yeah. right? You know, and it's like even that lady in Texas has managed to get her hands on two separate corpses. She's got a skull from one where it was just the decapitated head of one because the body was so badly decomposed out in the sun. She just decided to cut its fucking head yeah, off. Yeah, the head was all she could really save. No, what she really uses it for, she shoves it up in her coochie. It just hits the right spot. She is a nice lady, Austin, and you take that back. <laughs> but uh, she's also got an actual, like, the full corpse of one that she managed to be able to keep uh, get her hands on. And it's actually stuffed, and she's got, like, a small chupacabra museum set up on her property at this point now where she shows it off. Uh, there's a replica that Ripley's bought that's in one of their museums somewhere, but I'm not exactly sure which one has it. But um, it fits the description pretty well. I mean, it's gray-skinned, kind of grayish-green, hairless. Um, it doesn't have any of the typical signs of mange. There's no, like, scabbing or rashes or anything like that. It's just a fucking weird-looking hairless animal. 
and its teeth are just abnormally large for its skull or anything else. And when they did, like, DNA tests on it, it was a dog of some kind, but the dog, but they couldn't identify what kind of dog. It seemed, like, even the experts that did, like, at local universities that did DNA testing were like, no, this is definitely a hybrid of some kind. Like, it's this mixed with this mixed with that, like... It's like a dog, a wolf, a coyote... Yeah, like it's, it's a bunch of shit. They all made like a fucking butt baby, and there you go, the chupacabra. Or John. Yeah. Because, you know. His I, mom. Yeah. We love you, John. And your mom. If you're listening to this, if you're not, you're a bitch. <laughs> bitch. But, <laughs> but no, so, yeah, I mean, these things... Whatever it is, right, even if you don't believe it's something supernatural, even if you don't believe that it's anything out of the ordinary, there is still an animal that is popping up. And whether or not it's something that exists independent of the rest of the wolf, coyote, feral dog, whatever population, there's clearly some mixture of that that whenever it happens, it creates this incredibly specific breed of dog and so maybe it is just like if you happen it's kind of like you know mixing up a a recipe in your kitchen if you mix this with this and this you're always going to end up with this and that could be what's happening with the chupacabra because it just seems weird that nobody has found packs of these nobody has found any kind of traces of groups of these they're finding individuals but the individuals are incredibly similar to one another almost identical actually and so you know there's a lot of conspiracies out there saying like you know that i i've heard that i honestly personally think are fucking wacky that are like oh it's the government the government yeah, so I've heard the conspiracies that, like, oh, it's the government. The government got involved, and the government did this, and the government da- did that, and they were trying to, like, breed these, uh, like, these wolf populations into something that could, like, decimate local farms so that these big, like, genetic companies like Monsanto and stuff could come in and be like, hey, well, we can help protect your farmland from this and that, but it's all bullshit, man. Like, that, none of that makes any goddamn sense whatsoever. I mean, what the fuck is Monsanto or the federal government supposed to do? Show up and be like, hey, we have a pesticide against dogs. Yeah. Like, it, it, that doesn't make sense. Now, there are some wild-ass conspiracies about them, too. Like, they believe they're, like, alien fucking, the alien's version of dogs and shit like that. Right, which is even crazier, although, although... I will say, you know, how many times have you accidentally, like, opened the door too quick without making sure your dog was backed up and it got out and everything else? But it's like, how shitty of uh, intergalactic parents are these fucking aliens that their dog got loose and they didn't even bother to try and track it down? Like, they got the technology to beam up rednecks and shove shit up their ass, but they don't have the technology to hunt down their dog. Oh, bro, I can do that in the back of my car. Again, John's mom, we know. <laughs> no, but, like, what if it was a fucking alien, right? And their fucking dog got out. And it fucked another dog, like a earthling dog, and created the chupacabra. 
I mean, that would require for whatever this alien dog is to have genetics similar enough to be able to actually interbreed with, like, Earth dogs. And that's incredibly unlikely. Not necessarily. I mean, because we're all made from the same matter. Uh, Look, we share 97 point something percent of the same DNA with, like, chimpanzees and and obobos, and we cannot breed with them. We can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, we share almost, like, 96% or something of the same DNA with a potato. We can't breed with a potato. I don't know. I can breed with a potato, bro. <laughs> Carve you out can a get busy with a potato. But it's like, you you have to be so close genetically. I mean, like, ridiculously close genetically to be able to crossbreed. It's just like... A, a donkey can crossbreed with a zebra, but just barely. I mean, they have, like, tons of pregnancy complications and all kinds of shit because they are still so different, even though they're in the same kind of, like, species. But Pretty much like a mule, a horse, and a donkey. Yeah, like, they're close enough, but it causes problems. The same reason all mules are sterile. Right. You know, there's like a lot of problems that come with that, even though they are technically close enough to breed. I think a lot of humans need to be sterile. We have too many people in the world. 100. Do you see where the Georgia Guidestones got destroyed? <laughs> that, that made me think about that. Yeah. I'm glad they got destroyed. Fuck those things. You know, if you think about it, though, it does make a lot of sense. What, to destroy them? No, the, the, like the concept of them. Uh, the whole like keep the world population under a certain amount like under 500 million and pretty much make like a one world government and shit like that yeah i mean it makes sense yeah of course it makes sense i would that would be fantastic but at the same time it's like we'd have to kill off fucking 700 or 7 billion 500 people (laughs) yeah yeah, that's a that's a lot of murder. Hitler 2.0. Plus that, you know, honestly like doing something like that really seriously takes away from innovation, right? Because one of the reasons we have been able to jump ahead technologically and socially over the past like 200 years is because the population has exploded. Hell, even fuck the past 200 years, the last like 50 years. Yeah. And so that's the thing. The more human beings you have, the more likely you have for someone to have that eureka moment that just throws us farther into the future technologically and everything else, right? So if you only had like 500 million people in the world, that significantly drops your chances of having like another Einstein or somebody else that's going to just like throw us into the future technologically. Now, there's also been a lot of hoaxes with the Chupacabra. A ton of hoaxes. Where people find, like, fucking dead dogs, dead coyotes. And they skin them. Or shave them or paint them or anything. It's kind of like the, the, the mermaids that Indian traders used to make up for people, you know, back during, like, the East India Trading Company days where these sailors would come into port and they'd be like, hey, you want to buy the mummy of a mermaid? Well, that's like, you remember that documentary fucking Discovery did as a joke? 
Oh, yeah. And so many fucking people believe this shit. Totally believed it. Which, you know, speaking of that, tune in next week for our episode on false history because some of this is going to come up. Yeah. So, Ryan, I guess we'll go ahead and get to it. Do you think chupacabras are real? I do, man. I think chupacabras are real. I don't think that they're any kind of supernatural entity. I don't think that they're anything out of the ordinary. I think that they literally are just a mutation. They're a freak of nature. This animal has, you know, because of whatever's going on in the world, has gotten pushed into environments where it doesn't usually have to exist in. And it's meeting other animals, be it coyote. You know, it's like wolves showing up in areas where they're not supposed to be. And they're bumping into, you know, feral dog populations. They're bumping into coyote populations. And because they're all struggling to survive off the same resources and everything else, they're all interbreeding. And, you know, you have X amount of chance or whatever that the right amount of genetic information is going to get passed between them. And then all of a sudden you have like a litter of chupacabras, right? Where yeah. they just happen to have the, the the right amount of genetic mutations to make this very well-defined subspecies, basically, yeah. that's out there running around. And, it, you know, like any other dog, it might live for in the wild for like maybe eight to ten years and then it dies off. And then you have periods where nobody hears from these things so for a while. So you pretty much think it's the same concept as a mule. Basically, that's what I'm thinking. I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I definitely believe the chupacabra is real. Sorry, the lights are flashing in the studio. <laughs> There's a bad storm going on outside. Well, really, it's just that we made John's mom come so hard that she's squirting all over the house, and it, the house doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah. It feels very assaulted right now. Either that or, like, somebody's trying to possess this fucking room. You need to do another episode on ghosts. Yes. But no, I, I completely... I think this is probably... I know I said this on the last cryptoid. But this is probably one of the more believable cryptos. Maybe not so much the one in like Puerto Rico, but the one as far as like... North and Central America. Yeah, yeah. like I believe it's possible... Because, I mean, there's new species every day. I've said this on several fucking episodes. There's new discovered species every day. And as many different breeds of dog as there are, coyotes, wolves, all that together, it's just hard not to think that, you know, maybe there is something else out there. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you got to think about the fact that for a couple of decades now, there's been this real heavy push for, like, cultivation and, like, conservation of different, like, wolf species across North, South, and Central America. And so, basically, what you're doing is you're taking a species that hasn't existed in the numbers that they do now for, God, damn near since, like, conquistadors showed up and started damn near hunting them to extinction. And then, like, you know, the American soldier expanding out west you know fucking hunting them down almost driving the buffalo to extinction all that kind of shit and so you know it took almost 200 years for these things to kind of bounce back population wise but there's been so much development and so much shit that's happened 
in that amount of time that they've been kind of bouncing back from the edge of extinction that, like I said, they're, they're interacting with worlds and environments that they've never had to before. And God knows what kind of effect that's having. Well, I mean, like, that's, that's kind of how I'm thinking. Because think about deer. We kill them all the fucking time. All the fucking time. In a thousand years, there probably won't be any left. Well, it's like, have you seen the um, the, the reports about the German deers? where once the Berlin Wall got taken down, there were whole, like, groups of deer that were, for generations of deer, were used to this wall dividing Germany. And so they'll still come to where the wall used to be and just instinctively turn Turn around and go back and won't cross. And so the two deer populations on either side of the Berlin Wall have actually diverged to the point that they're they're different species now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, so it's like it, it really in just uh, this is one thing that a lot of people get wrong, right? And a lot of things that when it's like when you especially when you're talking to like really religious people and they don't understand the concept of evolution at all. That evolution doesn't necessarily mean that it has to take millions of years to happen. Evolution doesn't mean we came from fucking monkeys. It doesn't mean we came from fucking monkeys. Quit believing that shit, dude. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. But the the thing is, is that it can literally just be a handful of generations. Like 20, 30, 40 years. And you can evolve into a completely new species depending on the environment. So, like, if you look at the underground mosquitoes in London, right, that occupied the subway system. So back during World War II, obviously with the bombing raids on London and everything else, the population went underground into the metro lines to avoid the bombing. So what ended up happening was is that the mosquito population followed them down into the metro now, war's over, they leave, the mosquitoes stay. Now the mosquitoes down there are feeding off of the rats and everything else that live in the London underground. It's a cool, wet place. Yeah. So in just 30 years, it only took 30 years. In 30 years, the mosquitoes that live in the London metro system have evolved to the point where they can no longer breed with the species above ground. They've diverged evolutionarily so far in just 30 years that they can no longer interbreed, and they were the same species just 30 years ago. Well, I mean, you got to think that's like the Neanderthals and um, Homo sapiens. It's the same concept, really. Yeah. So, you know... The fa- the think that maybe a new species of canid isn't out there running around in the rural parts of North and Central America. Licking John's mom's coochie. Absolutely. In just a couple of generations? No. It's 100% possible. There, I, I believe the chupacabra is just a weird form of feral dog that we just don't encounter that often, but is it's out there. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> And you got to think, there are so many different stories throughout the years, and especially since this is more of a newer conspiracy. That's like a liger. In the year 2000, people didn't know they fucking existed. 
And they only exist because we put a tiger and a fucking lion together in the same fucking zoo. Like, that's the only reason they exist. They don't exist naturally together. Because nobody fucking knew. No one thought to do some shit like that. And that's a that's a big thing with a lot of these cryptoids. They are, a lot of them are possible. It's just because you don't see it as much as you see, like, for example, everybody knows about a mule. I mean, it's kind of the same concept because a horse and a donkey fucking make a mule, but everybody knows that shit. Yeah, but you got zools out there where yeah. zebras and donkeys have met, made it. Now you got a striped donkey. Well, you, know? you have the same thing with a horse and a zebra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it kind of just, you will never know until it happens. Yeah. It's just like, how do you think John's mom got made? That was between an adult human male and the original Shamu. You might even have to throw a jar of mayonnaise in there for lube. Yeah, but they used Hellman's. No, they used Dukes on that lady. Dukes is too good for that. Don't defile Dukes like that. They used Miracle Whip. (laughs) By the way... Dukes is where it's at. Dukes is where it's at. Superior mayonnaise. <laughs> well, you got anything else to add, Ryan? Fuck craft mayonnaise. Dude, fuck every mayonnaise but Dukes. Yeah, but specifically crafts. I don't think I've ever had craft mayonnaise. This is the fucking South. All we eat is fucking Dukes. If you don't have Dukes, you're wrong. That's like my wife brought, bought off-brand mayonnaise a few weeks ago. And I was like, yo, we're getting a fucking divorce. If you ever throw this shit in my house again, it's fucking over. Like, what was it? Like, like Harris Teeter brand? It, it was or? the Audi, Audi brand. Why the fuck would it? What? All right, Austin. Look, if you need a character witness for your divorce, man, I'm here for you, man. <laughs> Why the fuck would you bring that trash into your house? It's not like... A goddamn giant jar of Dukes is $2. No, the fuck is it? Bro, a giant jar of Dukes is like fucking $10 now. The, were you talking about like the gigantic one they sell at Walmart? I'm talking about like one like this big. Like that tall is like 10 bucks now. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the regular size jar. Uh, bro, even like the small jar like this fucking big, like where you can make like maybe 10, 15 sandwiches out of, it's like fucking 3 or $4 now. Oh. I don't know. I still have my my Dukes made with real olive oil sitting in the in the fridge that I've had in there for like forever. If you don't have Dukes, you're fucking wrong. Fucking Yankees. Pieces of shit. Is Dukes the southern thing? No. Huh. We well, just love it more than anybody. Well, fuck Yankees anyways, right? I think Dukes is actually from like Minnesota or some shit. I don't know. Still, fuck Yankees. Yeah. Well. Especially the New York Yankees. Fuck the New York Yankees. And the Mets. And the Giants. And the Jets. And the Rangers. And do they have a soccer The Braves. Team? Fuck the Braves. Well, that's not New York. I don't care. I'm still saying fuck the Braves. But Detroit Red Wings, you guys are okay. Boston Red Sox, you guys are okay. It's all about the Phillies, man. Nah. I'm it's not all, a fanatic. It's all about the Phillies. I'm not a fanatic. And 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 then Gritty can go die in a ditch. It's all about the goddamn Phillies, Ryan. Red Wings are bust, man. 
The red wings do bust. On their own fucking face. What other fucking National Hockey League game can you go to where people throw fucking octopus out on the ice? What the fuck is that even about? You got a point. The only other, the only real hockey team I ever watched was the fucking Preds. Yeah. Have you gone to a local Swamp Rabbit game? No. Shout out to the uh, Greenville Swamp Rabbits. You guys actually kick ass. I have a lot of fun going to your games. All of your moms are crazy and hot. Do they flash their tits at the game? I mean, they damn well might have. The last time I went, I was sitting right next to all the hockey moms, and man, they got mouths like fucking sailors, and yeah. I was proud of them. Yeah, but you you gotta think, man. This is the South. Like, if they flash their titties, their sons might start doing better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we are fucked up. We really are, especially Alabama. Yeah. Fuck Alabama's football team, by the way. They have a football team. Yeah, like the best in the fucking nation. But the only reason they're that way is because they fuck each other's cousins, and you know how. People that Georgia uh, beat them. Well, yeah, but fuck Georgia too. So you know how like people that are mentally challenged are stronger. I'm a Hurricanes fan. I don't have a dog in this fight. You know how people with <laughs> that have or that are mentally challenged are stronger. Yeah. And whenever you fuck your cousin, there's more of a chance of that happening. So that's why Alabama wins. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> Roll Todd. Fuck Alabama. Definitely. They you got, know you know what else fuck? The Patriots. And Westboro. And Chicago. And Russia. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't gonna say nothing about Chicago. I'm a Chicago fan. That's bad that he's not even denying it. Okay, so <laughs> No, we're trash, but I'm still I'm still a fan. Have you ever been to a game at Soldier Field in the middle of winter? No. That's fucking football. Yeah, there's probably like three fans in the stand after the past few years. It's like 20,000. And, like, they're all shirtless in fucking, like, negative 20-degree weather. Snow's coming down. They're just stuffing their face full of fucking sausage and beer (laughs) and getting into fucking fist fights with pregnant women. Like, it's football. Football! But anyways, thank y'all for joining the Brology Podcast. Hope you had a great time listening to our episode. We're completely full of shit and don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but y'all still tune in. Yay. But, uh, so, all right. In all fairness, um, we're going to have a very solid episode next week. We're going to be talking about false history. And if anybody out there in podcast land isn't familiar with what false history is, it's basically the conspiracy that is both single-handedly true and untrue at the same time. It's one of the very few conspiracies that, like, you can actually cite legitimate cases of it taking place and being a real thing and then can also simultaneously cite cases where it is fucking horseshit and isn't actually happening at the same time. Just a small example. George Washington did not have wooden teeth. Yep. And Thomas Jefferson didn't father over 200 illegitimate children with John's mom. But we do. We have. (laughs) 
But anyways, make sure y'all check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. TikTok. Fucking the, you know, the messages scrawled on the inside of the stalls in any truck stop men's room that says call for a good time. Yeah, that's that's mine and Ryan's numbers. It just depends on which truck stop you go to. I like to hit up pilot stations. Yeah, and I like to hit up, like, fucking QTs. That's a new go-to. My my Well, my new stomping grounds are Sheets. I love going to a Sheets because they have a great restaurant in that. The uh, fuck is Sheets? Uh, the fact that you don't know just means you're a cheap whore. I am. No, look, so Sheets has a wall of soda. They have all 320 flavors of Fago. ICP, baby. They have all 320 flavors. Juggalos for life. Woof, woof. I can't <laughs> even take it serious. <laughs> oh. All right, well, make sure y'all drop a five-star rating if you are still listening, and check us out next week for a fucking awesome episode where we talk about the false history of John actually existing. Right. And also, if you're out there on a road trip and you're listening to us right now and you pass by a Sheets, fucking stop. Their double bacon cheeseburger and fries combo is fucking awesome. And it's all, and it's so cheap. And it's, uh, it's fucking best gas station food you'll ever have. Sheets. Shout out Sheets. Sheets and if you stop shit. in Spartanburg, South Carolina, John's mom is also fairly cheap. Very cheap. And she'll make you a cheeseburger. But she's going to use her own bacon. Gross. Eh, it ain't that bad. Gross. She makes some good BLTs. Fair enough. (laughs) All right, well, thank y'all for joining the Brology Podcast this week. And go fuck yourself. We love you. Laters. Laters.